Hello and welcome to the Brain Bites Creative Aligned Podcast, where we talk to orthodontists and experts in the space about their businesses, their journey, and of course, their marketing. Today, I have a very special guest, two of them actually, who happens to be one of our amazing clients. I have Harvey and Thomas Orthodontics, and joining me is Dr. Keith Harvey and Dr. Carter Thomas. And Dr. Thomas is on his way. He had a, uh, a seminar today, Dr. Harvey? No, he had a cleft palate clinic. Uh, we're involved with cleft palate team, so he had the clinic this morning where we saw about 30 or 40 kids, I think. Wow. Family to get here. Well, tell me about that. What, what, what is, what is that organization? What is he doing? What do you guys do? Well, we're members of the cleft palate team here in Southwest Alabama. We've been doing that. I've been doing it for 35 years. And now fortunately, Dr. Thomas has uh, joined, but we basically take care and supervise the care of children that have uh, congenital deformities, particularly cleft lip palate. Speak of the devil. Here he is. Hey, hey how's it going? how you doing, Dr. Thomas? Good, good. No worse for the wear, but the bottom line is these are children that uh, have very unfortunate circumstances that uh, are no fault of their own. And so they need somebody that's committed to them, that uh, thinks about them and their special interest. And uh, so it's really kind of an honor and a privilege to be able to, to work with these children and some other specialists. There's a group of us that gather periodically to supervise their treatment. So and that's where he's this- been. Do you guys do this at no cost? No, it's a much reduced cost. And uh, Great. You know, really, I think at the end of the day, we're not really doing it to make a profit. I mean, uh, it's it one of our costs, Hey, Dr. Thomas, when you talk, can you lean up a little bit? That's how oh, yeah. It, yeah, sorry. We, I just couldn't yeah. hear you. Go. What were you saying? Yeah, just reiterating, uh, it covers some of our, our costs, but uh, it's certainly a charity, but it's a good one. It's a way to use our our skills as orthodontists to help a really really needy kids. That's re- that's really cool. Well, not only needy from a, uh, a financial standpoint, I mean, probably that too, but needy from a, a real debilitated stuff they're born with. Uh, so really cool. Yeah, that is really- some of the most challenging cases that we deal with. They really are. So it's uh it's very rewarding from a from a clinician standpoint. So let, let's talk about your practices. So you've got three offices. You've got one in um, North Mobile, uh, one on University Boulevard, and one on Snow Road. Yeah, I kind of mentioned Mobile University and Snow Road. We kind of span east to west. How did you guys get started in orthodontics? Like, where did it all begin? Coming as a group or individually? Well, let's start individually and then tell me how you guys connect. Okay. Well, uh, I started back at LSU from 84 to 86 and then joined a gentleman named Fred Cushing here in Mobile, practiced with him for 10 and a half years. And then when he retired, I just worked on my own for the next 19 years until uh, I connected with Dr. Thomas. And how'd you guys meet? Oh, well, that uh, I was... I did dental school at UAB, and then uh, my dad, uh, that Harvey said a minute ago, uh, is a pediatric dentist here in town. And kind of my life plan, I always thought I would go to dental school and then go work with my dad and be a pediatric dentist with him. Uh, in that education process as a, as a pediatric resident, I started becoming more interested in orthotics because, I don't know, you get in the pediatric uh, curriculum, you get exposed to quite a bit of orthotics from a diagnostic side. There's a bit of... Uh, overlap with the academic curriculum with growing children, uh, but there's it's just a fraction of orthodontics. And so I just 
started stimulating my thought process and I kind of had decided that I was interested in orthotics and Dr. Harvey was teaching and I, I recognized him just as a familiar face from my hometown. And so one day I went up and introduced myself. He was, is probably, yeah, he's eight, 10 years younger than my dad. So, uh, you know, his children are, were always younger than me. We never really crossed paths, but I knew him as a, as a mobile guy, mobile dentist, as uh, saw around the school. So I went and introduced myself, said I was interested in orthotics and, uh, he was very encouraging. And, uh, we just kind of struck up a friendship from there where we started eating lunch together at the UAB hospital cafeteria you know not every time he came up but but pretty often when he would come up and teach uh, a couple times a month and that was when I was a pediatric resident and in the application process for orthodontics and so we just stayed in touch uh, I, I matched at Tufts University in Boston and um, we stayed in touch when I was up in Boston and we started kind of flirting a little little heavier as the first year of residency went on and then I, I think in my second year uh, you know nine to 12 months prior to graduation, he and I were getting pretty serious and had decided to go in and work together. But it was really incredible way the Lord works things out because when I went and introduced myself in the hallway at UAB to Dr. Harvey, I never imagined that we'd ever work together or, or create what we're doing now. So that's uh, so cool. It was really kind of a blessing to, have, to have met him that day in the hallway and then it turned into something like this. Yeah. Isn't that so. amazing? One tiny decision, one timing <laughs> can change everything. It's really so cool. Um, so yeah. it, it, over the last 10 years uh, in orthodontics, what have you guys seen as like the biggest change or evolution? Uh, well, I mean, I think obviously the introduction and widespread use of aligners has probably been the thing that uh, we've seen the most of. Not that um, I'm the biggest fan of that to be perfectly honest with you but uh, I think that to some extent's been driving things a little bit I, I think there's some advantages from the standpoint of awareness of orthodontic treatment I certainly think there have been some uh, things from a marketing perspective that that's been beneficial for us um, but I, I do have some concerns about quality of care and things like that that um I don't know, maybe have been pushed a little bit to the side in exchange for for the push to transition into more clear aligner therapy. It's almost, so, yeah, it's almost like I, a rush. It sounds like it's it, it's it's more about how fast can we get it done than how well can we get it done. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, aligners are great for certain things. Uh, the technology behind them is is really you know, advanced a lot over the last 10 years to answer your question. And the marketing behind these companies really creates a lot of interest in it from a marketing standpoint. They People are more aware of orthodontics and more aware of straight teeth, uh, especially with COVID. People looking in on Zoom calls like this, uh, looking at themselves more aware of straight teeth. And uh, so it's a, it's a good technology, a good product, but it really doesn't, it's very difficult and in most cases impossible to achieve a really, really excellent level of orthodontics. Um, if you're, and, but, you know, maybe not everybody's looking for that. There probably is a common ground for more limited treatment. Um, but to get beautiful, excellent orthotics, clear liners is probably not the best way to achieve that. Yeah. Uh, so speaking yeah. to, to, the quality, yeah, speaking of the quality of patient care that you were talking about earlier, what is your guys' perspective on patient care? Uh, well, it has to be at the top of the 
of the list. I mean, I've always said if you take care of your patients and you take care of your staff, everything else will take care of itself. Um, I think we put a lot of emphasis, and I'll say this about my partner even more so than myself. He is such a has such an attention to detail that uh, I've just been kind of impressed by how well he's able to finish cases, particularly as young as he is. I mean, sometimes it takes a lot longer to get to that level of proficiency. But um, thank you. So I think that's that's, awesome. that's really where our focus is. It's all about outstanding results. Uh, we uh, we are trying our best to not extract any more teeth than we have to. We've gone to really light force systems. You know, I've been involved with the Damon system since 1996, and Dr. Thomas has embraced that, and we just feel like it gives us an opportunity to do some things that I personally could not do and have not seen done uh, with traditional types of appliance systems. So uh, that's kind of where we are from that standpoint. And, yeah. and Dr. Carr, what's your, what are your thoughts on patient care? It's the same thing. I mean, I just think if you uh, approach every one of them, like it's your child, uh, my little Leah Grace and my little Carter, and you know, you can't go wrong. So you do exactly what you would do on one of your boys and you know, going to be, should be turn out great. I mean, uh, that, I mean that's the best up. way to, yeah. I mean, that's the best <laughs> way to think of anything. Treat it with respect, do the right thing. Yeah take care, all that. And, and yeah. uh, Dr. Harvey, you were speaking earlier. You said, if you take care of your patients and your team, let's talk about your team. Uh, what is your support team like? How long have they been with you? Uh, well, we, we really have an amazing team. Uh, we have, a, you know, we've got people that have been with us. Actually, our lab person has been in the practice since 1979 before I even <laughs> went to dental school. Um, but I have assistants that have been here 20 something years. Uh, and we have a lot of great young gals. Uh, we have a fairly new office manager. We've got a super marketing coordinator, Sarah, that we, uh, that came on board a couple of years ago. And so, uh, it's, it's been kind of an evolution, but we've got a really good mix of experience and youth and, uh, so, I mean, we're, we're where we want to be right now from that standpoint. Uh, Dr. Carter, what's the best thing about the, where your practices are located, like the community? Like you guys have obviously like it there. You've, you've stayed there. You came back. And by the way, we'll talk about Boston because I'm a Boston guy too. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, like what brought you back? I mean, to, you were in, in Boston, which is kind of like the epicenter of, you know, the hub of international culture. And you go to a place like Mobile, which has a reputation for being maybe a little less than that. What drove <laughs> you to go back to your roots? Mobile is a real unique, uh, you know, Southern city. It's very, um, I mean, it's close to a lot of great beaches and um, not beaches, but water in general, uh, you know, bays and back bays. And then uh, it's also close to um, you know, within an hour and a half, two hour drive of some really cool woods and hunting settings. And so my wife grew up, um, you know, going to the farm and, and hunting a lot with her family and, and not just so much hunting, but just like family camaraderie in, in the woods. And so I think Mobile is uniquely positioned, uh, uh, they say between the woods and the water. And uh, I always thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's, it's not a very, it's really pretty small, uh, city. Um, and I kind of like that. Uh, the restaurants in Boston were amazing, though. We don't have any of the restaurants like that. 
Uh, yeah. I really like, I, I love the water growing up. I love boating and fishing and I wanted my kids to kind of grow up around that. And I thought that would have been more difficult to do uh, in other areas, you know, um, healthcare providers, you know, orthodontists, you know, you can make a good living, but you know, in a bigger city like New York or Boston, it's more difficult to expose your children to some of those things that we can expose them to in, in a smaller area. So definitely. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, and socially, you know, Mobile is where Mardi Gras started in the United States. And so uh, people don't you know, know that have- a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> I know everyone thinks it's New Orleans, but it was actually Mobile. They stole and it. So uh, we uh, celebrate on a little smaller scale, but uh, maybe a little more family oriented, although I'm sure people would uh, argue that point. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun and it's something that we don't take too seriously, but it does add a lot to the culture and the social aspects of mobile that's awesome so let, let's talk about marketing for a second you guys have have been around for a while you're a successful practice what is a marketing strategy that you guys have done that you were really shocked that worked you were just like hey there's this random thing we're going to try and it gave you great results i think most recently the brain bites um the pay-per-click stuff i mean i, I I heard we were supposed to do it. I was like, sure, yeah, let's try that first. But that's really surprisingly brought some great leads and quite a few uh, starts over the last three or four months that we uh, and, and leads that were uh, as, as Brain Bites calls it non brain uh, non branded leads, like people that didn't have any idea who we were before that. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I'd say that's probably the most immediate thing that was a successful marketing tactic. I was not um, angling. I was not angling for that answer, yeah. but I do love it, <laughs> and I love the fact that you called out because we believe that education and getting people up to speed and the understanding marketing to know non-brand over brand is like, that's yeah. so awesome. That makes me very, very happy. So thank you yeah. for that. Brand's great, but reaching non-brand, reaching people who didn't know who we were before is what, to me, what marketing's all about. Uh, that's not true. all about, but a big part of it as far as bringing in new leads. Yeah. That's so what I want. Part- I want people to know about me who had never heard about me before. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> How, how do you think, uh, Dr. Uh, Harvey, how do you think that marketing has changed over the last decade? Obviously, it's gone more digital, but has the messaging and the root of it changed? Well, yeah, I think to some extent it has. I know particularly from uh, just looking at the way the environment's changed, people are a lot more convenience-oriented mm-hmm. these days. And so I think the ability for them to react uh, on a digital forum and, and get things done that they would have had to otherwise do in person is certainly beneficial. Um, locations, uh, again, one of the reasons we've expanded is because people are, again, convenience oriented. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but I think sometimes parents would rather their kids miss school than miss a practice or a, a, <laughs> something along those lines. And so, uh, I mean, so those are the kinds of things that I see. I think it's the ability to get to people uh, where they don't have to actually physically be there all the time. I mean, the iPhone has changed the world and it's changed orthodontic marketing too. And the way, or not just orthodontic marketing, but the way we manage and communicate with patients as far as our scheduling, our appointment reminders, uh, just the way we interact on two-way conversation with our patients. You know, the iPhone was around 10 years ago, but in the last 10 years, patient communication in the office, and then also marketing, reaching the patients uh, on the iPhone. It's been a, been a big change in the last 10 years. Why is it important for orthodontists and practice managers, do you think, to understand their marketing data? I know you know that 
a big thing for me is I don't like people getting taken advantage of and I want transparency in marketing. What have you guys seen in the space in, in terms of that? Uh, just knowing the, where to spend our money uh, for on marketing. I mean, if we understand it, we can probably better target our dollars to a better return on investment. Uh, if you don't understand your marketing, it's more of just a cast net shotgun approach. You may not be as wise on your where you're putting your money for marketing. And, uh, so that understanding helps for less of a shotgun approach, I guess. Yeah, being able to quantify, and I know yeah. Jason, you and I talked about this earlier, the fact that I've been impressed with how you guys really allow us to do that. And, and some of the previous people we worked with, there was just a lot of uncertainty as to where the money was going, what, what kind of return on investment we were making. So that's, that's important. What, if I'm a new patient and I find you online and I make an appointment, what can I expect when I come in for my first visit? Well, I think uh, you're going to be warmly greeted. You know, we've got a lot of pleasant faces. Uh, you should get a tour of the office. Uh, you should be just kind of refreshed in terms of what's going to happen at the appointment. Um, from that standpoint, um, records taken, quality time with the doctor. I, I think a sense that nothing is ever being rushed. That's what we're really trying to accomplish here. And uh you know, we set aside an hour for our new patient uh, visits. And so uh, I think it turns out to be a, a really good experience. And based on our conversion rate, I think we're, we're doing a pretty good job of that these days. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. Um, so what is the future for you guys? What, you know, how, what is the future hold? Are you going to have eight Harvey and Thomas uh, practices? <laughs> We talk about that all the time. We have no idea. <laughs> That's a good, uh, if you can help us figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're all figuring uh, it out as we go. Um, well, guys, thank you so much. If you are interested in learning about Harvey and Thomas, go to harveyandthomasortho.com. They've got a ton of information on the website. And if you're in the Mobile area, you've got to check these guys out if you're in need of orthodontic work. And you don't have to be a teenager. You can be a grown adult. In fact, I mean, we've, my wife had braces at 40. I've been thinking about getting a touch up on my teeth. I think, you know, like what, uh, uh, Dr. Thomas said earlier about, you know, we're looking at ourselves all the time on these screens. It can be pretty, pretty, it could get to you. So there's a place that you can go and take care of it. And these guys are super awesome. Once again, it's Harvey and Thomas ortho.com. Dr. Harvey and Dr. Thomas, thank you so much for your time. And thank you everybody for joining us on the Brain Bites Creative Align podcast. I'm Jason Sroden, and we'll see you next time.